Hello there, you beautiful, gorgeous listeners. His name is Aaron, and he just can't seem to find his library card. His name's Tommy, and his dad's the president of Xbox, so he can ban your gamer tag. And this is the Super Fox Saga. What what episode are we on? <laughs> twenty seven, I'm pretty this sure. Is yeah, episode twenty seven. Our podcast. Thank you for checking in. If you are a first time listener to the Super Pod Saga, welcome. Grab a seat. Thank you for coming. This podcast is a podcast where Aaron and I bring a different video game topic to our episodes to discuss every week. No no current events, no reviews. We just find a different topic and we talk about it until there's nothing left to discuss. Right, Aaron? Right, we'll, we'll very thoroughly bitch about it. <laughs> yeah, lots of lots of bitching, but also positivity, positive bitching. Where where can the lovely people find us on social media to find all of our hot takes? Yes, sir. We were primarily on Twitter. We do also have Facebook and Instagram and tiktok and tumblr but i tend to forget about those a lot but i i, I did i do usually upload audiograms or, or sound bites whatever you want to call them i do usually put those on at least tiktok and youtube shorts though yeah so check us out but 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 they can uh you can just go to superpodsaga.com and you can find everything uh there is to know about us right there yeah it's a website it's a superpodsaga.com no dot squarespace no dot wordpress just superpodsaga.com Short, um, sweet, to the point. And Aaron, you picked our topic of the episode. What, what are we going to talk about today? Yeah, difficult video games. Yay! What's uh, what's your relationship with difficult video games? Like, do you do you enjoy difficulty in games? I guess it's kind of a, a love hate relationship because yeah, I do, I do like difficult video games. I do like a challenge, but sometimes there there's some games that are just unfair and just pull no punches, and I hate them for it. Yeah, but I'm also, yeah. I'm I'm a big baby. I for most of my life only play games on easy, or whatever the easiest difficulty would be. Because I just don't like, I don't like dying in video games. I don't like challenge. I don't like things mm -hmm. that keep me from the good parts of games, which is like the story, the adventure, the the fun stuff. But but in the last year or so, I've I've bumped up to playing games on the normal recommended difficulty. Um, so, so my experience in this isn't going to be as grand as some people. Like, I'm sure I'm going to say some games where you're like, that's not difficult, but for me, it was, <laughs> what's the, what's, well, the yeah. what's the first one on your list, Mr. Aaron? Well, let's see here. Well, I guess uh, I, I also forgot to mention too, uh, on, on our, on our website, please be sure to check out our Patreon and the tip yes. jar and all that stuff Tip jar. And, and help, help support the show, please. Well, uh, for much we'll we'll give you a shout out right that's the thing that they can pay for yeah two bucks you get a shout out during the uh the ad break four bucks you get access to bonus episodes whoa and then and then six bucks you get to be on our bonus episodes and i have lots of cool ideas for those yep exactly you get to be part of the super pod saga that's like the part that's cheaper than going to pizza ranch is it really <laughs> i don't know there aren't any pizza ranches where i live <laughs> I haven't been in Damn so it. long. <laughs> You're missing out on that on that dessert pizza. Well, the, fir the first one I had down is one that I know you and I both have played and enjoyed. Celeste. Celeste, yeah, I love Celeste. Yeah. It, uh, did you have that one on your list? No, I didn't, but it's a good one. Ooh, that is a good, okay. Yeah, Celeste is it, it's one of those rare games that's difficult, but it's fair. Yes. Because like at the beginning of each or. I almost said episode at the beginning of each level it gives you a, a respawn or checkpoint or whatever like right the fuck there and i feel like other games they'll make you go through like the entire level and then and then you finally get a checkpoint like midway through or something but yeah with, with celeste it's super quick like whenever you die it just respawns you right there at the beginning of the level and then you learn from your mistakes and you go right through it again and you use what what whatever limitations you have with your moveset to get through the level and and it's just it's great and the music and of course the visuals are awesome the story is really really cool too i think and those strawberries i think what makes oh my gosh the strawberries i think what makes it most it the the way it's difficult but fair is like you see exactly what you need to do you know what you need to do like to to clear an area or to clear a room or whatever you just have to do it and yeah it is difficult as heck but like 
I don't know. There's just that feeling of like, I know I can do this. I just have to do it right. I just have to hit mm-hmm. every button, hit every jump. And I love it. It's a great they, they strike like the perfect balance between difficulty and fairness. And I went I got every strawberry my first time through. If I saw a <laughs> strawberry, I was like, I'm not going anywhere until I get this. Those those are really cool too. They basically add an extra little layer of challenge to the game because it's like, well, I could just fly right through and get to the end of the level, but it's like, well, I could I could probably stop for a strawberry. I could stop. And <laughs> I could go for a strawberry. I like strawberries. The only one uh, <laughs> I didn't find on my own was there was one that was behind a hidden wall, which I really did not like because all the other ones are visible, but there's exactly one that's behind a, a hidden wall that you can you can fall through or quote or face through or whatever you want to call it. I also really like that, that that whenever you do die, it's not necessarily like like oh this game is it doesn't work right and, and like whenever I died anyway, I felt like it was entirely my fault. I was just yep. like, well, yep, get better need to get better at the game. Yep, need to, and it's need quick, to... snappy. It's just like you died, go, you died, go. Yeah, <sighs> exactly. And it's it was it was, yeah great. I I do not regret any a single second of that game. It was it was great. I'm excited to see what they what that new game they're making is looks. Anything from those promising. With those chunky pixels. Big chunky pixels. Uh, a game that doesn't have any chunky pixels, but is also super difficult, is uh, Elden Ring. Everyone. Oh, Elden Ring chunky is enemies. super difficult. And uh, I haven't played any other Soulsborne games, so like I've heard that Sekiro is like the most difficult one. I've never played it. I've never played a Dark Souls. never played Demon's Souls. So for me... Elden Ring was oh boy that was a that was an introduction to difficulty. Um, there's a lot a lot that goes into Elden Ring that makes it difficult. Um, basically, any enemy can kill you if you make a mistake, which is terrifying. Like, there's no just running through and being like, "Haha, I'm killing all these guys until I get to a tough one." They're all they're all secretly difficult. That's cool. I didn't get too far. In Elden Ring, I mean, I played for 40 hours, but I still feel like I didn't get too far. Uh, there's a couple of castles, and the level design is surprisingly adds to the difficulty, or at least it did for me, because there's, like, traps, tricks, secret things. Like, like you'll go into a, a – you'll see, like, a glowy thing in a room, and you'll be like, ooh, glowy thing, let me go get it. And you go in, and the door shuts behind you, and it turns dark, and you hear a laugh, and then there's a big boss that just one-hits you. And you're like, okay, (sighs) all right, fine. Or uh, you'll just be running along, and a bird comes out and throws an explosive barrel at you, and you're like, cool, okay, I guess I deserved that. (laughs) But at the end of the day, like, learning the level layouts and learning where everything is and how to, like, counter everything and dodge everything, it feels super good when you are on like your seventh run through the castle and you're like dodge this stab this block that go around this and and that's a super satisfying feeling but man there's a there's just even like the the knowledge of how to use weapons or the stats and what they mean and leveling up and i it's it's just very not clear and that also adds to the difficulty because i'm like i i always use bows in in games where they offer me a bow and apparently that's not the best weapon to use in Elden Ring. So I built up like that, and I spent so much time grinding and collecting arrows, so I'm, I'm sure that made it more difficult for me. But yeah, uh, man, Elden Ring is just slamming your head against a wall over and over again until your head goes through the wall. That's what I've heard. Heads do go through walls with that game. Mm-hmm. That's what I've heard. I, that's cool, they have bows. I don't remember there being bows on other yeah. uh, Souls am... games. Maybe... Yeah. I'm not exaggerating. Maybe like an eighth of my time was I found this island that has a bunch of sheep on it. So I would go to this island and just <laughs> run around murdering sheep to collect their parts to make arrows because you don't find very many out in the world. So I would just like do a 30 minute run of making arrows and then I'd go back to wherever I was and try and get through it. And then I'd go back, slaughter more sheep, get more arrows. Damn, that sounds like a lot of time. I wonder why I got burned out. <laughs> <laughs> What? Why would you get arrows from sheep? I, I, they're I, they're bones. Turn their well, bones into the, arrows. But what about the feather part? Or I guess maybe they just don't have the feather. The, the you can the fletch or whatever. If you want to, you can kill birds to get to make to d- different arrows. But you only need bones to make the basic arrows. Oh, that's cool. They thought of that, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of bones, the next one I had was Monster Hunter Rise. Yeah. Oh. 
it's it, it's definitely not easy. It's um, I mean, I, I've played a pretty fair amount of Monster Hunter in my time, in all my years on the planet, and it's, I, it's kind of the, I, I mean, most most monsters like I can solo. There's like there's probably some that are way too difficult for me to get to because I, the the weapon I use just isn't as mobile as a lot of the other ones, but, but yeah, it, it's it's way way better when you have other people there playing with you and it's probably a little bit easier with mm-hmm. with maybe like four people there but but if you're just starting the game like you're brand new to the series it's it's probably pretty intimidating because oh yeah it's just kind of just like uh the Soulsborne games they they don't tell you a whole lot about how to play there are like guides and tutorials in the game to help you figure out what to do and how to do this and that and like the c- controls and shit like that but the game doesn't I guess outright give you a tutorial. It's just like get out there and hunt, bitch. <laughs> yeah, we uh we played the demo of the Switch version. And I was completely lost. I had no idea if I was helping or hindering our progress in killing the giant monster. I know that we never killed it, and I take total responsibility for that. the The controls are madness, complete madness. Press and hold this, and then hold this, and press this to do a thing. And I'm like, no, <laughs> no. Oh my god! Once you really get attuned to them, they're so slick. Like, oh, it, sure. like it comes to Game Pass tomorrow, so we, we definitely gotta, we definitely gotta do that. Like, I'll, I'll definitely put another hundred hours on the Switch Axe or the ha- <laughs> maybe I'll maybe I'll do maybe I'll main the hammer this time. I don't know. The the Switch Axe is just so good. It's is so there a bow? Yeah, there's lots of bows. There's Heck a, yeah. There's a bow gun or no? Yeah, there's like a bow gun. There's a bow and arrow. There's like two other types of bows. I'm in. There's lots of other ranged weapons too, if you're interested. I'm in. I love ranged weapons. That's all I do. Hell yeah! There's there's a bunch of other people in the uh, the co-op podcast network that said they they play some Monster Hunter as well too. So we'll group up with a bunch of people and go murder a monster and teach you the ropes. And I'll drag everyone down and and. <laughs> no, you you'll do just fine. You have you have a a top flight monster hunter veteran on your side, Thomas. <laughs> just I'm just picturing <laughs> you carrying me on your back. <laughs> just doing all these flips and, and flying through the sky, and I'm just, like, shooting my bow off in random directions, just completely missing. I'm just carrying you in, like, a backpack on yeah. my back, and you're like, I'm doing it. I'm helping. <laughs> Take that. <laughs> you're throwing arrows just from your hands. You're just throwing them, not even using your bow. I, I know that uh, we, we already talked about Elden Ring, but that's exactly what happened with one of the – with Godric or whatever his name is, one of the first big bosses – you can summon people to help you and so i would summon two people and go in and i would just stand back shooting <laughs> arrows as they were in there like dodging diving doing all this magic and i was just thup, thup, thup. and then i killed and i was like yes i did it <laughs> even though i did like none of the work yeah they, that'd be funny if it broke down the damage after you beat them and <laughs> like you, everybody else had like these huge like screen breaking bars and yours was just like a little little hair from my five arrows Man, yeah, um, yeah, it's time to go back to Sheep Island. Got it. You guys want to come back to Sheep Island with me? There's so many sheep bones. <laughs> Fucking island. With sheep, we get arrows. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Man, um, speaking of uh, games with animals, <laughs> have you ever played Super Mario Bros. The Lost Levels? I'm pretty sure, yeah. At one, one point absolute freaking nightmare i um back in the day i had the nintendo wii and as part of their WiiWare service or virtual console or whatever they released super mario brothers the lost levels and they explained that they were like this was only released in japan because it was too difficult for american uh gamers and i was like oh i'm an american gamer how dare you so i bought it and downloaded it and wouldn't you know it's impossible that is like it's like someone went into mario maker and specifically made like mean levels there's there's just so much bullshit in it like you'll be running and you'll be like hey gonna jump this gap and they put an invisible block there that kills you or you'll you'll hit a box and a mushroom will come out it's different color than usual so you should think something but it never explains anything and you touch it and you die it's just an instant death or you hit a block and hey, here's a bloober. Uh, that's the squid, right? Bloober. 
What's the little yep. squid guys? Yeah. Blooper flying yeah. around above the water chasing you now. It's just like so difficult. I never even got through World 2, I don't think, or 3. I did not make it far at all. It's They were right. They were right that it was way too difficult for Americans. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's right. And they had the poison mushrooms, too. I forgot about that. Cool, cool. Now, now I remember this. God, what a... <laughs> Miyamoto was just... He was uh, up there in his in his tower up there in Tokyo, <laughs> and he was like doing the, the evil person thing with his hands, like, yes, <laughs> yes. I told you. I tried telling you, Tommy. <laughs> that's that's probably what started me on not playing difficult games i was like i can't even beat this mario game that miyamoto made how am i supposed to beat halo we should do a stream of that where we try to where we try to beat Man, that game nightmare i in one sitting good luck one <laughs> without dying <laughs> I, I i would probably cry i would, I would shed so many tears like, we, why yeah, no, this no. game <laughs> who would do this i'm the quintessential gamer I wish it's it's so funny that I'm like Elden Ring, all these mechanics, all these different designs, everything, and then Mario. There's stupid blocks everywhere. <laughs> Speaking of difficult games with blocks, Darkest Dungeon. Yeah. What a pain in my ass, dude. Oh my god, I I want so desperately to be good at this game, but it just does not hold back. It, so so it's it's a it's a roguelike turn-based RPG and and essentially you're going down into these dungeons and there's so much fucking shit you have to prepare for. So first off, your characters I mean you can choose characters of different classes and each class is like a different like uh, I guess like capabilities in combat cuz like there's one character who's mainly a healer and then there's another class that's like your big tanky night boy and he can stun people and, and yada 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 and and oh my god yeah if they'll they'll build up stress from from what taking damage uh running into enemies just the, like real life light level, basically yeah if light level's too low if they walk fucking backward if they walk backwards tommy they, they gain I, stress i don't even try walking backwards because of the stress it induces on me walking forward is stressful enough god damn it <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> Yeah, and then they if they accumulate too much stress, they'll they'll develop some like weird mental disability or some shit like that. Or I guess I shouldn't say disability, mental disorder. Like they'll become they'll become a fucking alcoholic or a uh, <laughs> kleptomaniac or like necrophilia or something. Oh jeez. Yeah, it's fucking nuts. And and sometimes if their stress level because like it'll fill up, get to level one, fill up again to level two, and then three. And like the higher it gets, the more uh, I guess like the more insane they go and so when it gets to like certain levels they'll just fucking snap and they'll completely fuck up the 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 order of your characters in your party because because uh. yeah certain characters attacks only work if they're in a certain spot in the party and other times they'll snap and just attack party members or they'll just fucking skip their turn they'll just be like nah i'm cool chief and then they'll skip their turn or something and that pisses me off and then god damn it and then before you go into a dungeon, you have to prepare for fucking everything. You have to make sure you have plenty of food, plenty of torches, maybe a shovel, so you don't bust up your pretty fucking precious Vaseline-covered hands, trying to just fucking scrape away some dirt. Plenty of plenty of medicine, bandages, all this stupid shit. Because God forbid you don't have a fucking bandage, and one of your characters happens to to start bleeding. Fuck, fuck that run. Better better run back to town and then cry into your hands back at the the tavern oh oh my god and, and, and like when when the game is bad it's it's insanely frustrating because i mean the game yeah it's it's all about stress management and all that shit it's absolutely stressful but then when it's good it's good but i i just i've had good runs and then i've had good runs that end badly because <laughs> just for whatever reason i'll get to like i'll be just slaying motherfuckers all throughout a dungeon then I'll get to like one encounter and my characters will just freak out and they'll just fucking die one by one and then and then your characters you cannot bring them back if they die they die so if you get a bunch of characters up to like level three and they fucking die you have to start again all over gonna unless you unless you invested a bunch of money into the wagon you, you I mean you can then you can recruit characters that'll be at level three but if you haven't you'll get characters back at level zero and you have to grind them back up to level three and that sucks that's Darkest Dungeon, everybody. Is, is Fuck there, that game. Between runs or whatever they're called in the game, 
do you like level up your characters or unlock things to make it easier or is it just always the same and it's just like you are going to have to keep trying this until you succeed after after you clear a dungeon your characters will gain experience and level up and stuff and then when you go back to town you can equip you can equip what are they called trinkets or accessories or whatever that that give them little little buffs and then also you you can upgrade the armor and weapons and abilities of certain characters they do extra damage they can take more damage stuff like that okay and then you can also relieve stress at like the tavern like they'll just drink their fucking sorrows away or <laughs> you can go gamble or you know hang out with the homies at the, at the brothel you know whatever you want to do just relieve some stress and i think that is yeah that's pretty much it like you have to invest a good amount of money in into all of the stuff in the town too because otherwise you're if you spend all your money on just weapons and shit you won't go anywhere because your characters will just die with all that money that you put into them mm-hmm. man that sounds Very difficult don't don't buy it tommy <laughs> if you value your sanity don't buy it. i mean do because it's 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 fun like i said when it's good it's good but when it's bad oh god uh speaking of games where things can just go from bad to worse really quickly xcom slash xcom 2 everybody oh, oh man i i played xcom 2 completion in college and then I played XCOM 2 for a bit and hated it. And I have recently, as in like the last week, started playing XCOM 2 again. And I'm liking it a lot more than I did back in college. But that doesn't take away how unfair and difficult mm-hmm. the game is. We've, we've mentioned a lot of, about how games are difficult but fair. And I think XCOM is the opposite. It is 100% unfair. It does mm-hmm. not care about anything you've planned. It does not care about anything you're trying to do it doesn't care about like what makes sense it it just goes it just goes at at you at 100 miles an hour every time like uh i just yesterday i was doing a mission no like two days ago it doesn't matter i was doing a a mission where you have to rescue civilians and you have to go within one tile of them to tell them hey get out of here what do you run and uh I like every turn the enemies will kill some so you want to be quick about it and I had taken three of my people's turn and I was on my last person's turn and I was like well if I sprint using all of my moves I can reach another person and have them get sent home so I sprint up to this person and they turn into a giant nine foot tall alien slime monster thing so now I'm just one tile away no one has any moves and it's like, hey, here's a giant thing that's about to kill your guy. And sure enough, he does. <laughs> he does. That's just, it just, through no fault of my own, I could not have possibly known that was going to happen. It just happens. And that's that's so much an XCOM because oh, they also have the odds of hitting, which never go like you want them to. <laughs> It'll be like 85% from point blank range, and your guy will be like, oops, missed. <laughs> You'd be like, why? Why did you do that? And XCOM 2 in particular, I don't know why, but they added a turn timer to a lot of the missions. So not only do you have to go in and do the objectives, but you have to do it in a certain amount of time. Like uh, I had one where it was like, go disarm this thing and then get to the evac point. And I had two people that didn't make it to the evac point in time. One person was one tile short. So what happens when the timer runs out is the helicopter just leaves and you don't have those soldiers anymore. They're not dead. They're captured, but you can't use them. So that sucks that you came up one tile short. The helicopter couldn't wait any longer. And it's just it's it's a constant slap in the face with how unfair it is. But to its credit, when you do things right and you beat the stupid game at its stupid unfairness, it just makes it all the more satisfying. There's there's just tons of situations. You grow to love your your little people that you can name yourself or let them be whatever. And and yeah, it's it's yeah. incredibly unfair, incredibly difficult, but but satisfying when you when you beat it. Hell yeah! I that was my favorite part of XCOM was just naming everybody stupid fucking names. And then yeah, I, does does XCOM two still have like the the fog of war bullshit? It, oh, okay. Actually, they changed it a little bit in XCOM 2, which I think is for the better. Um, it does have the fog of war, but when you get close enough to... Th- you start each encounter, the aliens don't know where you are. 
and they can't see you either. Um, when you get close enough, you'll actually see their their range of vision will be like red tiles that are like ten tiles around them. So you can actually position yourself, your your guys where you want them to, and put them in Overwatch, and then fire the first shot. And then as they run away, you'll do like the the shots, the reaction shots at them moving. So they actually did make that better in that you can actually plan out your defenses before you strike. You are the one doing the attacks. That's that's good at least, but because remember in enemy unknown or enemy within or whatever, you could just the uh, uh, you couldn't see anything at all in the fog. Uh, the, you could see enemy, enemies come out and then go in and they just disappear. So if you yeah. move a guy into the fog and like, oops, there's an enemy here, and your guys just staring him in the face. Yeah, they're just doing a sweet little handshake and then they just blow your guy's brains out or something. Yep, yep, that does not happen in XCOM XCOM two to its credit. Does XCOM two still have that thing where you have to manage like all the different countries and shit like that? Oh yeah, it's uh, it's far more in depth. Uh, you have a little, you have your ship that you actually fly around the world with. Like you have to fly to missions in different countries and pick which ones you want to do. And things can happen while you're flying from one place to another. And so you've got to like park over places to to investigate first, or you can pick and choose which countries you go help. But you actually have to fly to it, which is neat. They really scaled down the base building though it's only like 12 cells instead of tons and tons and i don't think there's any like adjacency bonuses that they really simplified oh. that that's good because that kind of pissed me off a little bit we'll see the, the whole country bullshit because it, it'd be like it, it'd make you pick between all these extreme situations it'd be like hey you know there's people being fucking abducted in like russia or it'd be like it'd make it like it make you choose between like three impossible ass yeah. things and it just i just freak out i'd be like well fuck china i guess yeah, like, right <laughs> i i haven't gotten far enough to, to know like what kind of decisions i had to make because i'm still pretty early on and i i gave up early on in college but i'm assuming they'll still have those difficult choices the next one i had was everhood everhood I, yeah everhood I think I might have told you about this game. It's like almost like a rhythm, rhythm adventure. You don't need to follow the rhythm. Like if you Google it, it'll remind you a lot of probably Undertale because it has like the visuals have like the same little aesthetic of it. But oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, the, the story and like the music and everything else, it's so great. But sometimes the 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 quote quote combat is pretty fucking unforgiving because it's basically like. The enemies will attack by doing their their dance or their song or whatever, and you have to dodge the little projectiles. Basically, like like if you imagine the Guitar Hero bullshit. Yep. You're just supposed to jump over the Guitar Hero bullshit, or later in the game you get the ability to to deflect uh, red colored ones. But sometimes the songs will just be so fucking insanely fast that you have no idea how the fuck you're supposed to dodge or, or jump around them or something. And, and if you die, you you can't just start up from start over from where you were in the song. You have to completely start the fucking song all Ooh. over. So if you get some of these songs are about like a minute long or a minute and a half, maybe even two minutes. So I guess I guess there are some longer songs that do let you uh, restart kind of like toward the middle-ish. But um, but there's yeah there's there's a lot of songs that are just so fucking fast and. It's a lot of trial and error to try to get through that shit. Because I, when I started playing the game, I was on hard mode, and toward the end it got you fool. It, it got insanely hard toward the end, but I switched it over to normal and I and I and I beat it. And it was great. And and there's lots of secrets in the game too. There's there's three different ways you can beat the game, which is really cool. And I don't want to spoil. I really want to talk about them, but I don't want to fucking spoil them there for anybody else. I'll uh. I'll text you about it later because it, it's really cool and I forgot about it until just now. If anyone but, wants spoilers, email us at superpodsaga at gmail.com and Aaron will <laughs> email you the spoilers. That's right, I will. I'll do it. It's 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 fun. It's cool. But, yeah, it's a great game. It's pretty twisty and, and almost nonsensical story, but it's a great game, albeit somewhat difficult. Hey, we need to take an ad break. Mm-hmm. I'm drinking some water. Yes, we do. We'll be um, right back. Before we get to the ad, though, we have a quote that one of our patrons wants to read out for them. Oh, it's this a good is exciting. One. Yeah, so our first patron, a novel console. They're, they're awesome. Here's their quote. 
books are useless. I only ever read one book, To Kill a Mockingbird, and it gave me absolutely no insight on how to kill mockingbirds. Sure, it taught me not to judge a man by the color of his skin, but what good does that do me? To quote Homer Simpson. Wonderful. Today's episode is sponsored by Schfingers. Are you ever in a social situation and the person just keeps talking and talking and you don't know what to do? Grab a little sticky finger and put it on their lips. It's it's a little it's like a little piece of tape, but it's in the shape of a finger. And it says shh, and and you just put it on their lips, and then they know that oh, I've been talking too much. I need to stop talking. Haven't you ever been in those situations with friends or family, Aaron? Give an example. Plenty of times. I have a lot of cousins I don't talk to and ask me about my job, and I'll just I just want to I wish I had fingers there, and I'd just be like no. It's always the job question. It's always the job question. And I had the I, same job for six years. It has not changed. Nothing's changed. Or, or uh, whenever I'm in our hometown, I run into someone. They're like, "How you been?" And I'm like, "You want me to sum up like the last 15 years? Like, what do you? How I? So much has happened. I can't just." And they'll be like, "Yeah, I've been." And I'm like, "No, no, I don't want this. You just go shh. Put, put a little finger on their lips. Put a little finger. Thank you, fingers." For sponsoring the episode. And, and, and we're, we're back. back. And we're back. <laughs> the time the time skip always confuses me. Because we, 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 we like go backwards in time to the ad break and then forwards back in time to where we are. My next pick is Punch-Out slash Super Punch-Out. Oh, that's a good one. God I damn it. I love playing Punch-Out and playing Super Punch-Out, but I am terrible at punch out and super punch out i've never beaten them i've never gotten to mike tyson or mr dream uh punch out is like such a unique game it is like a puzzle boxer is like i remember uh i have a friend gosh you know when there's a game that you're like oh i have a friend who would love this i just have to get convince them to give it a chance like uh i've got a friend that plays mainly like halos call of duties assassin's creed but i know their personality type they would love punch out and i was like it's a puzzle boxing game you, you just gotta trust me on this one you just gotta try it <laughs> and he did and he got hooked on it too and loved it we just took turns but um all you do is dodge and punch you just hit back to dodge back or to block you, you can go left or right to dodge punches and then you hit a to punch but it's like so difficult man <laughs> the yeah the attack patterns from the the opponent boxers um first of all there's a lot of rng they are not like the exact same every time there's variations on everything so even if you like think you see a tell because they do have some tells like the guy will wink and then he'll do a cross or he'll do like a fake jab and then he's going to come with a cross stuff like that but it's not always true so you could be prepared for something and completely get rocked and and once you start getting punched, it's so hard to, like, get out of that, that get back into that rhythm. You really have to be in a rhythm of dodging, punching, finding your openings. And, like, man, there's there's a time limit, too, because boxing in real life has a time limit. So I guess it makes sense. But just having Bald Bull take his five steps back and be like, I'm going to come punch you. And you block it. And he does it again. You're like, st- you're wasting so much time. Just stop moving and let me punch you there's there's a lot working against you and and everyone is way more powerful than you are it's it's just such a challenge but again i don't know if there's many other games where you just get in that that rhythm that rhythm that ride of of just feeling the flow and and i want more punch out we got one on the wii that i didn't even know existed when i had my wii and that's we haven't had one since then that's true yeah i mean I don't think I've ever played any other Punch-Out besides the one that was just on the NES. That's the only one I've played, and I didn't I didn't get very far at all. I think I got to, like, the glass draw, dude, and that's it. It's it's tough, too, because it's in sets of three or four, so you have to beat, like, those three in a row before you can get to the fourth one. Then you can save your progress there, but still just you got to make it through with your lives. Oh, man, tough, tough times. Uh, we might – my fingers are crossed that we'll get one – on like the next generation console because the developers who made the last punch out uh also make luigi's mansion and mario soccer and we got both of those on switch already mm-hmm. so fingers crossed that they now make a punch out i kind of hope we do because i mean 
I haven't played the last few, but I've definitely played a new one. It, it, I like the concept. I like just the the whole like you know like puzzle like linear boxing games. It's like the the other actual like boxing simulation games. Not not counting like Wii Sports because that one's pretty fun. You're talking like, about the Punch actual, or a uh, uh, Fight Night. Yeah, Fight Night. Like I, I don't really care about like realistic boxing. I just want to be able to like dodge and yeah like like figure out how to you know beat this guy and like memorize his attack patterns and stuff like that that's that's my shit it also has a really lively uh speed running community which is super fun there's a there's a speed run for beating the game blindfolded which is stupid what the fuck (laughs) okay (laughs) good for him uh speaking of mike tyson the next game i had is lisa yeah. Lisa, that sounds familiar. Yeah, it's a um, it's it's an RPG maker game that came out a while ago. I mean, I guess like the full title is is Lisa the Painful, but it's tough. I guess you're never safe because like there's never there's never a safe place to rest. Like you can rest at campsites and stuff like that, but there's always a chance that maybe like one of your one of your teammates will get taken hostage, and to get them back, you'll have to go find them and beat whoever took them or like give them some money or like sometimes they'll make you cut off like a finger or something so that you can't do certain attacks anymore and stuff like that a lot of the best party members that you can get are like there's there's i guess like secret party members like some you'll have to you have to pay money to recruit them or you'll have to give them like a certain item or you'll have to do some other some other kind of like side quest to get them but I guess, no, I guess that's not difficult though. Guess, what is difficult is is the combat because sometimes enemies are just super overpowered. This looks like yeah. a difficult game to explain. I'm just looking up pictures and videos, and this does this looks like one of those games that is 100% not for me. <laughs> <laughs> like it's it's got a good. I mean, the story is pretty fucking sad, but it's it's a good game. Like it's fun. It, it doesn't pull any punches at all, but it's fun under is this game relevant to you it says similar to games you've played and it lists undertale and the witcher 3 wild hunt <laughs> i mean i guess yeah, what, yeah i can right. see it it's a i just don't think i'd ever see that combo oh yeah and then uh so there's the main character brad he, he's addicted brad. to this drug called joy yeah brad brad armstrong actually he's, he's addicted to this drug called joy and every so often he'll uh, he'll have withdrawal, like he'll he'll go through withdrawal. And mm-hmm. I mean, you can either just like it, it takes a while, but you can let the withdrawal just ride on through, and and you'll be all right. But sometimes you'll be like, well, I'm not gonna be able to beat this boss, suffering withdrawals and shit, because you'll have like his stats will be dramatically reduced, and he just won't do any. Like he'll do like one damage. And I'm not even joking. He'll do exactly just one damage with each attack. So Oof. sometimes, like, you, if you're at a boss and you have, don't have anything else, anywhere else to go, you're like, it's like, well, I guess I'll use some joy. But then that just further adds to his addiction. And, yeah, That's there's rough. a lot of a lot of really bastard-ass mechanics in that game. But it is fun. Good story. Speaking of games with bastard-ass mechanics that are fun, <laughs> The Witness the witness Ooh. is a difficult game. Many people describe it as the Dark Souls of puzzle games, and I don't think I'd go that far, but I do understand where it comes from. I, the witness is one of my favorite games of all time. So the puzzles are all drawing lines. It never goes beyond that. You, you, you have a tablet in front of you, and you have a start and an endpoint, and you have to draw a line from the start point to the endpoint. But throughout the game, they add different. Okay. This is going to sound crazy, but I'm going to call them like languages of puzzles because genuinely with each different type, it it feels like learning a different language and it never tells you how to solve the puzzles. You have to figure it out yourself. Like, for example, if there is a puzzle that has squares that are yellow and squares that are blue on your way, way from the beginning to the end, and it's all grids, it's grids every time. It's just like an eight, four by four grid. You, if there's like yellow and blue squares, you have to make sure your line splits them so that no blue squares are touching yellow squares. Or there will be little black squares on where you can draw the line, meaning when you make your 
your line, you have to make sure that you, you go over each of those little black squares. Or there's uh, next to the line, next to the grid, there will be like pictures of almost like Tetris shaped pieces, which means when you make your, your puzzle, you have to make sure that you make those Tetris shaped pieces when you make your line from the beginning to the end. There's like seven or eight different varieties of, of, of languages of puzzle to learn. And like, as you go through, they get more difficult. There's, there's even one where it's like, it's, it's just a grid. There's no clues at all. All you see is the grid. There's nothing nearby that hints at anything. If you move to angle yourself so that the sunlight in the actual sky goes off of it, you can see a path that was traced by someone else. And you know that that's the line that you have to draw or you're in the jungle and it's instead of a grid, it's just like three horizontal lines that kind of like loop back to the middle line. Like, so it's like a big W or a big M or whatever. And again, no hints given to you, but if you like listen, you'll hear birds tweeting and one will go like, do, 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 do. So, you know, that you have to, your line has to go down, down, up, down. It's just endless like things and like learning all the intricacies of each language and how to make them work is like fun and awesome and then as you get further into the game it starts combining them into the same puzzles so you'll have like the little black squares you're like okay i have to make sure i pick up all of these but i also have to separate the blue and yellow squares and and uh it just piles onto itself and it uses like so many different parts of your brain that you just feel like you're going insane. There were so many times where I was just staring at the screen of a grid and just like drawing lines, trying to make it work and, and just Fuck. over and over again. Cause I'm like, this is to work right. And if you do it and you hit the end and it doesn't work, it makes your line disappear and you have to start over. Um, there's, it's just the way that it makes you learn the the puzzles is amazing and and it just creates a challenge that like you're i know how all these pieces work i just don't know how to fit them together and it's it's super satisfying i love that game so much it's cool that they have puzzles like that that kind of really challenge you to the point where you have to like jot stuff down or like oh, draw yeah. something oh yeah that, oh my gosh do you want to hear the fun. most insane puzzle <laughs> yes slight spoilers for the witness but you can uh, draw lines on the world itself. Like when, like you'll be looking down at a river and you'll be like, that looks like a start and an end point. And you can actually draw the line on like a river and it'll be like, yeah, you did it, but you don't really get anything for it. There's one puzzle where you have to like, you're in like a hallway, like a cavernous hallway. And at the end is a, a movie screen, like a projector screen. You have to start a movie that takes 45 minutes and you have to start a line at one side of the cavern hallway, draw it to the end, and you have to wait for a sp specific point in the movie where you can draw a line across the screen to the other side of the hallway. What the fuck? You don't get anything for it. <laughs> There's no reward. Oh, but it's it's just it's just there for the fun of it for yeah for people who have to complete every puzzle and there's there's a end there's an end game mode not like a mode but there's like an end game room that's like i never even tried it but it's like it, take everything that i've said and put it pump it up 10 notches it's like randomized puzzles randomized layouts and it's it's super insanely difficult i oh i i have to recommend a, a youtube video for you when we're done for so you can see it in action i do kind of want to see this i i love looking at like uh, I remember watching a video a long time ago of like the most difficult puzzles in video games, and I know The Witness was on there, but there was also this one mm -hmm. for like there was this one point and click adventure game that had like a part about a goat. Like that was pretty interesting. Too. If if I had played point and click adventure games, I'm sure there could be plenty that could be on this list, but I I just haven't played any of those. Speaking of games, are you point and click? How about no. For us. Oh, or in the black the yeah yeah yeah. Because there's there's no point and clicking in that game. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> but uh man that was almost such a good transition fuck whatever <laughs> so, <laughs> ori in the blind forest it's a uh it, it's it's a, one of those difficult platformers but once you learn the mechanics and there's a lot you can do to really customize the character so that you can basically build the perfect little platforming character for you one of the coolest things is that you can you can drop your uh, you can drop a checkpoint, damn near anywhere. Like no matter where you go, you can just drop a checkpoint wherever you go. Like the, the game doesn't make them for you; you make them. And at those checkpoints, you can uh, you you can 
recover HP, of course, but also you can you can upgrade your skills and shit. And whenever you beat enemies, you know you'll you'll get experience, and then you use that. Um, or when you get when you get enough experience to level up, it gets skill points. But you can use those skill points for different skills, and a lot of them you don't r even really need. Like there's you can get like a triple jump. Which is stupid. You don't need the triple jump at all, but th there's a lot of cool shit you can unlock, and that's one of the one of the few platformers I've played where I really wanted 100% the game because yeah, it's difficult as fuck. There's a lot of hidden things like like health upgrades or energy upgrades. There's a lot of like hidden upgrades you can get like you'd usually expect in a Metroidvania that are tucked behind really difficult like little puzzle situations you have to get yourself through and and then you, you have to really use your, your whole move set to get over there like probably one of the coolest moves ever in the game well no so so to be your normal you know jump you have your like wall grabs and the, the coolest thing is what's called deflect where like say an enemy's projectile is coming at you you can hold down the y button and it'll like stop time and you can aim this little arrow in a certain direction, wherever the arrow's pointing is, is where you'll, you'll launch Ori. And so there's and there's little platforming sections where there'll be like lanterns or enemies shooting at you so you can use their projectiles to your advantage. And, and, and wherever you use the deflect, the, wherever the opposite end of that arrow is pointing is where the projectile will go. So you can use that to like shoot yourself this way, but then shoot the projectile back to the enemy or like shoot the projectile and yeah, something in the environment to help satisfying. you out yeah it's so cool and you, you could change there's no there's no limit to how many times you can use that you could just chain it together like you know you know one two three boom you're there but yeah it's <laughs> so I bought the original version of the game so long ago and I'm pretty sure I 100 percent of that like I got every achievement got every every inch of the map discovered got every every hidden collectible there was in that game because I loved it so much and then they came out with the definitive edition, which changed. It had a lot of neat uh, quality of life changes, and I bought that, and I almost got everything. But yeah, th there's a lot of points in the story where, like, like there's this one point in the story where, and you're in the, either in like a like a dormant volcano or an active volcano. But anyway, the, the volcano is gonna erupt, so you have to outrun all this lava that's chasing you, and you have to keep going up and up and up and up and up. And you know, of course, if lava touches you, die. So there's a lot of really tricky maneuvers you have to you have to keep like there, there's no chance at all to ever stay still you gotta keep going and going and going and then there's another point toward the end of the game where is you have to navigate through these these narrow corridors that are just lined with spikes and obviously if you touch them you die but there's a, there's a lot of situations like that and it's just it's so neat because it's so fun to use your brain and be like how, how can I just how can I get through this and not die but yeah, I, I I didn't get too much into the second game, but the first game is one of my favorites ever. That well, game is too good. Good news, because I only played the sequel, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, and I have so much to, to say. I've, I've been waiting patiently. <laughs> so that save thing that you mentioned, I was very confused, because they absolutely do not have anything like that in Will of the Wisps. Yeah, and they did away with that, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I Googled it because I was like, what? You could just save anywhere and like upgrade there? And apparently the developer said, nobody missed Soul Link and Ori Will of the Wisps. As in, like, nobody liked it. And <laughs> I'm like, but that sounds cool. And they said, like, we had it tied to the B button, but we had so many new abilities that we just didn't want to use space that it could be used for an ability. And mm -hmm. that was one of my problems with Will of the Wisps was it just felt like it way overloaded on abilities and mechanics and stuff. I just felt like I, I didn't like Will of I, I beat Will of the Wisps, but it was a letdown for me. And part of that was because there was just way too many abilities to try and juggle. Like it it didn't feel good trying to just juggle all the button combos and trying to to time everything perfectly. Like like you said with the being able to dodge yourself into a different thing like that's that's all good and on its own you gave a perfect example but when you're doing it being chased by a sandworm and there's other co button combos that you have to do it just it just becomes not fun it was like the anti-celeste where i saw what i needed to do but it didn't feel good doing it it, it was just mm -hmm. too much of a, a mess yeah the first game really 
no, I should say the the second game really really tried to like further augment the combat, and that's yeah. why I didn't really care for that much because the first game was just mostly about platform. Like like there was combat, but it was really just limited to tap X to to shoot these little little fireball things, and that was pretty pretty much it. And I I don't recall any other attacks in the first game, but yeah, it, it, I'm sure it's on Game Pass. Absolutely check oh, out the yeah, first it one because it's it's way way better than the second one and everybody else i talk to they're like oh will of the wisps is it's the way better they're yeah, so people good. Like, love that game and i did not get it i was frustrated more often than not yeah no it's i mean the story is cool but no it's not as good as the first game god damn it it's not it's not you can you heard it here um <laughs> speaking of things that are frustrating <laughs> The, the very last mission in Simpsons Hit and Run. <laughs> if you're a person who has played the Simpsons Hit and Run and got to that last mission, you know what I'm talking about. I never I never beat that game because of that last mission. It is... Have you ever played Simpsons Hit and Run, Aaron? I've played it, but I don't know the, the mission you're talking about. It's fantastic all the way through until the last mission. The, the goal of the last mission is to take a bunch of nuclear waste... Uh, drive it across the map to the alien UFO to blow it up or, or something like that. And you have, uh, since you're carrying nuclear waste, you have like a damage meter. And if the damage meter goes all the way down, your car blows up. And it is from one side of the map to the other. And so as you're driving in this car that has horrible handling, awful handling because you're carrying a big thing of nuclear waste, so you're like a boat rocking all over the place. You have to contend with the normal everyday traffic, but also dozens of enemy uh, people controlled by aliens, I think they are. I don't remember specifically, but they are coming directly at you to try and smash into your car. It is so impossibly difficult. There's no checkpoints. I want to say it's like a four or five minute run to from one side to the other. And like, you can take like, two or three hits before your car explodes it is not a lot they give you like no leeway so you have to perfectly dodge all the traffic you have to perfectly dodge all the enemies that come directly at you they don't come from behind as you're going along the path they'll come from in front of you driving towards you i never finished it and every other mission in the game most missions you can it lets you skip if you fail enough it's like hey you really suck at this do you just want to skip and you're like yes mm. doesn't let you do that for the last mission nope you gotta beat it. I never did. That that reminds me of oh the the one mission in San Andreas where I guess there's a couple. There's that remote control airplane one that's an absolute bitch. But then there's the one where you're chasing a train on a dirt bike. The one where Big Smoke's like, or yeah, Big Smokey's all like, all you had to do was follow the damn train, <laughs> CJ. And it was early two thousands gaming. Had... It feels like they didn't have anyone test some of the parts. I know because it was unless you were really really good at, at controlling the the dirt bike and knew exactly where to go or how to get around like the hills and shit it was impossible google google simpsons hit and run last mission reddit and you'll find tons of reddit threads where people are like i never beat it too difficult why i see that now i'm doing it right now too holy <laughs> shit it's notorious <laughs> I remember a lot about I remember a lot about like the different vehicles in that game. That was pretty cool because I, I played a little bit of it, but not a lot. But I remember there was what well, there was of course the the Simpsons family car, but then there was that car that Homer made. Yeah, there and was then, it was tons of fan service. Or maybe this was a different game. I remember the Reverend Lovejoy had the uh, the book burning mobile. Wouldn't be surprised if it was in it. They had they had like everything. That was cool. That was the first well, game that. Uh, no, I'm not done. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, one of the cars you could unlock with a cheat code was like a super duper fast car that like could not turn at all. That was the first time in memory that I like broke out of bounds of a game because I drove so fast that I went through the the houses and like was in like you know the falling into space, but all you see is the background area. And I was like, what is happening? Am I did I find a new area? I, I just wanted to throw that memory out there of my first time breaking <laughs> out of bounds in a game. Well, the one I was thinking of is the the Simpsons Road Rage. Mm. Different game. I need to look at what these cars are real fast. We had a car built for Homer. Oh yeah, Mr. Plow. 
Oh my god. That was in hit and run. Get, Guarantee that was in hit and run. <laughs> Marge had the canyon arrow. Oh my god. <laughs> I used to watch and The Willie. Simpsons every day after school. <laughs> Me too. Go dude, home, yeah. turn on Fox. It'd be it'd be two and a half men and then The Simpsons. <laughs> oh yeah, and then Otto just had the school bus. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Yep. Remaster that game too. Give us like a Simpsons collection. I wouldn't mind having both of those. Yeah. Seriously, THQ I think was the publisher, and so they they should the new THQ should own the rights to it. That'd be awesome. Well, speaking of games that would be cool if they were brought to uh, to modern consoles, the last one I I have is one of my favorites. It's Shin Megami Tensei Four. Ah, SMT Four. Yes, you got it right, Tommy. It's it's tough. I my first time playing the game, it was it was difficult. I I got not very far at all. I got to like the first boss, which is this like Minotaur, and I remember I, I tried to fight him twice. Got my shit absolutely rocked, and I just I stopped playing the game for years. Came back to it, and I tried it again, and I beat him, and I was like, oh, <laughs> this game's good. <laughs> and then I got to Medusa, and I died, and I quit playing again. <laughs> and I, but then, but then the next time when I came back and beat Medusa, I was like, oh, this game actually is good. But what's what's so difficult about it is that not only do both you and enemies just do lots of damage to each other. There's there's what's called a press turn system, which which both you and the enemies can take advantage of. So when you just like Persona and, and other Shimagami Tensei games, well, not, not just like other Shimagami Tensei games, whatever. Who cares? So the press turn system, whenever you hit an enemy with something they're weak against, you'll gain an extra turn. But if you hit them with something that they either absorb, repel, or just flat out block, you'll not not only will you lose a turn but you'll lose your like all of your turns so the enemies can then just just beat the fuck out of you they'll just gang up on you guys and just destroy you and oh my gosh and and when you first when you first come across demons even bosses when you first come across something normally in combat you can pull up a page to see what what uh, elements and shit the enemies are weak against and what attacks they have but when you first come across a boss or a demon obviously you won't have that so it's up to you to kind of figure out what they what they are weak against by just throwing attacks at them just basically throwing darts at them that. and seeing what fits. i hate that yeah it, it's and it sucks but i mean luckily in, in the shimigami tensei 4 you can save anywhere so you can just pull up to a boss save start the battle and you know throw attacks at them see what they're weak against and if you die of course you can just restart and try it again this game has you i guess any Shimigami Tensei game, honestly, have, will have you rely heavily, like heavily on, on buffs. Like buffs do matter in this game. Like there's, there's toward the end of the game, there's a spell called Luster Candy, which gives you, I think it's a plus one or plus two to all of your stats. And I think that's to all of your allies. And that's super helpful because there, there have been quite a few bosses where I've had to where like where my current party just did not stand a chance, so I'd have to really think about you know maybe I should just fuse these demons together to make this demon with the, with these attacks, and then recruit other demons, and then you know try to basically fuse into these perfect demons with the with the per perfect attacks. Because forget, I think it was toward the end of the game when you're fighting. Uh, my my first ending was I think the chaos ending where I had to fight Lucifer, and I had to basically have one dedicated buff and heal guy and then i had another dedicated guy for just blasting lucifer's weakness which i forget what it was and then another guy who was just doing like neutral damage and debuffing him and shit like that and that's what a lot of the game is is just really really strategizing and making the most of your turns because the enemies could just womp you at any goddamn moment they could just hit any because not just yourself but all of your demon allies also have different weaknesses as well and yeah they and there's also they fixed this in other games but in in, in this game in shimigami tensei 4 light and dark attacks have a slim chance of killing you instantly <laughs> so you have to hit you with one of those and you die instantly like oops and then if the main also if the main character dies it, that's that's it game over like you can't wow. keep going from there like a game then, over game over like you have to go back to the last checkpoint yep yep you'd reload your save oh 
and when you really know what you're doing, it, it's fun. It's it's great, but I guess like your first time through, it's gonna be an absolute bitch. That sounds difficult, and it's it's another like a lot of the games that <laughs> you've listed today have been like, Tommy, you should try these games, and then hearing you talk about them and how difficult they are, I'm like, oh boy. <laughs> I just had what I was gonna say back, but then it oh. immediately disappeared. Shoot. God damn it, man. Speaking of things that have disappeared. Oh, oh no! Stop! Stop! Stop yourself right there. <laughs> what I was gonna say was also that like so so to to recruit new demons, the game is is also all about risks. So when you talk to a demon, and and you you can either have them join you or give you items or give you money, but there's also a chance you could say something that pisses them off, and then they could, they could just attack you and just <laughs> obliterate your whole team. And there's just a lot of a lot of other risky business like that, but uh, now risky you go ahead. business, risky business. Um, yeah. Speaking of things that disappear, is that what I said? Invisible. Yeah. Sure. Um, you can become invisible in Halo. In Halo. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say Halo Infinite because that's the one that I played on my own all the way through. But I'm gonna throw in the Halo One, Two, and Three because I played through them with a friend who only played on Legendary. And it is an absolute nightmare. I did not grow up playing the Halo games. So, like, imagine just throwing me into Legendary from the get-go, not knowing the weapons, not knowing the enemies, just throwing me in the deep end and be like, we're going to beat this on Legendary. And I was like, well, why? And he's like, it's fun. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's not. (laughs) So... What it essentially came down to was me just hiding in the back while he ran and did everything. And I would, it's like everything else I've described with the shooting arrows in other <laughs> video games. This is probably where I learned how to do this was just playing Halo with my friend and, and him going and handling everything and me just staying in the back. It's, uh, and it's also like, I, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, but if one person dies, then that's it. You have to start over from wherever yep. the last save was. That's, that's correct. That's bull crap. That sucks because I suck at halo and it's just like two bullets and you're dead and you can't they take like 20 bullets mm-hmm. so you have oh to God, yeah. oh man it's it's they'll throw grenades so it'll be impossible it's, it's just so so insanely difficult i i definitely played halo infinite on easy because i was like i'm not i'm not putting up with that that bull crap why why how does anyone get enjoyment out of that <laughs> i mean <laughs> I guess it's different with with Halo on Legendary because there's there's bullets flying from every fucking direction. Yeah, but like, everywhere. It's different with all the other games I've mentioned. I, I don't know how anybody gets enjoyment out of that. Yeah, I guess maybe unless you're really good at Halo and you want to challenge, I guess. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm not like whatever, whatever yeah. floats your boat, whatever makes you happy with video games. I'm happy for you. But it makes me very unhappy. I had a, I had a, my cousins I, I would go down and, and play with a lot. They had that. They would do that a lot. I think we got toward the end of Halo 2 on Legendary, and I, yeah, I, I did pretty much the same shit. I would hide in like a ghost or a wraith or whatever the fuck the tanks were, just be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm helping. Yeah. It makes me feel good when I'm in a big, big old uh, vehicle. Big old mechie boy. <laughs> so, so that's it then. Yeah, that's that's all the difficult games. No, no other games are difficult, or we would have mentioned them. That's right. I mean, if if somehow by the grace of god somebody manages to just pull one out of uh out of air where, where do you think they could send those to us tommy twitter <laughs> superpod superpod <laughs> saga on twitter you can email us at superpod saga at gmail.com facebook message us comment on a youtube video <laughs> on our channel find some way to let us know buy ad space on a billboard paper we need to know your opinions Imagine, imagine we get a message in a bottle and that just like <laughs> oh I would love that your front stoop and it's like it's like hey man, Blink's time sweeper was pretty difficult at some points. <laughs> just so you just know, like, Sekiro is way more difficult than Elden Ring. <laughs> Elden Ring is actually quite easy. You just like slap your hand against your forehead like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's what we want. Do that. <laughs> yes, please. Yeah, do please send us messages in the contact us on anything whatever whatever you prefer contact us and, and we'll get back at you or the website too the website's a good one yeah, we recently got a yeah you leave voicemail do whatever you want 
and you can look forward to the next episode featuring me and Aaron. I get to pick the topic, and yep. the topic that I'm going to pick, which I'm very surprised we haven't talked about. I actually had to like go back through our episodes because I was like, we've had to have talked about this, right? But we haven't. <laughs> I want to talk about the best sequels. Oh, the best haven't we? Yeah, that, that is a good one, right? Yeah. The best sequels. So look forward to that. Get get your thoughts in mind to see if they differ with ours. And thank you for listening, everyone. You're the you're, you're the best. You're the best. You are the best. Yeah. Awesome. See you next time. Bye. Yep. Goodbye. <laughs>